You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. I remember back in 2014 when the concept of the basketball tournament began. I was working at 120 Sports, and at the time, one of my colleagues, Tim Doyle, went and got a team, and they got him. And I was like, what the hell is this thing? Like, oh, it's just a a five-on-five tournament, and they're playing for a million dollars. It's a winner-take-all tournament. The winning team gets to split up a million dollars. You can be a sponsor. You can get a cut of it if you pay into it, and you become a part of the team. And I thought, okay, like this is a fun little summertime thing that's gone on. And so I followed it for the last few years. And I've always found it really interesting to see the types of teams that come out and play the type of players that come out. Usually it's a bunch of guys who played in similar systems or they went and played at the same college together. People that play primarily overseas Or folks that just love still playing the game, still think they're good enough at it to compete in something, and they go and play. I feel like this tournament has brought us a couple of things, and this year in particular, I I really enjoy the Elam ending, where you get to four minutes left in the game, and then you determine what the final score is going to be. And then both teams have a chance to get to the final score, with the leading team having the better chance. But it it takes away the lengthening of a game and the fouls and everything that we don't like about current college and pro basketball where games seem to take forever. That's one thing. The other thing that we need to look at and maybe marvel at is the way that they've handled navigating this pandemic. Now, not all of the information is in, and who knows if, if we'll ever know exactly what went on in Columbus, but according to their broadcast yesterday, they tested everyone in that league and their percentage rate of positive tests at the end was zero. It's pretty crazy that for the last couple of weeks, they've played 22 games. The championship game will be on Tuesday they played 22 games and they haven't lost anyone since the beginning of the tournament. There were teams that had to bow out because they had players who tested positive for coronavirus. But this is pretty remarkable that they were able to pull this off. Check out this quote because this quote to me kind of says everything about what has to happen. And this quote comes from one of the the people involved with the city of Columbus in this tournament. So keep that in mind. But the quote is, a big part of it is testing, but we know that that only gets you maybe 30% of the way there. A huge part of this is how players are acting prior to the tournament. Their vigilance, how they act within the bubble. Once a team starts practicing, a single positive test will remove that team from competition. We could have looked for a venue and this arrangement for two years and wouldn't have found it. Talking about the Nationwide Arena, 
there in Columbus, which is surrounded by hotels. And it's part of the reason that Columbus was uh, an ideal hub for the NHL to go play in. But think about that. You have this tournament. You have teams coming in from all over the world. Players that have been playing all over the place. They descend upon Columbus. One player test positive. You got to go. The whole team got to go. They've had 22 games, and they're going to crown a champion, and it's one of the teams. One of the teams that wins it will be people that they expected to win it. I thought Overseas Elite would win this whole thing. I was really counting on them to beat this Golden Eagles team because I can't stand to see Marquette win a championship. But Joe Johnson wasn't enough to help Overseas Elite, and they finished second again. What I love about this is I think this is what the NBA should have done. Now, I understand the television contracts make it difficult. The money aspect and the the chance to make as much money as possible makes it difficult. Here's what I would have done. I would have done a double elimination tournament. You put all the teams in if you want. A double elimination tournament where once we get to the final, the the winner from the winner's bracket who's going to be undefeated and then the winner of the loser's bracket, then you can play your seven-game series if you want. Or best out of three. I don't care. I just know that by doing a tournament style, you're keeping everyone there less time. And you can't tell me that it wouldn't have been a ratings bonanza for the NBA and its partners. And they could have figured out how to make it all work for Turner and for ESPN. You can't tell me that opening round games where teams like the Bulls, for example, would have a chance to to advance and in a tournament setting, that that wouldn't have worked. I wish they would have done that. And the reason that I wish that they would have done it is, yes, initially it would have been more people that would have been inside the bubble. But as the tournament goes on, people are leaving the bubble. And if you want, people can stick around as long as they continue to adhere to what you're doing. And then you could have a crowd, a crowd of people who played in the tournament like you would see at a slam dunk contest or a three-point championship. The other part to me that is another reason that it makes sense is the amount of time that it would have taken to get done. Let's call it a month. Let's say that the whole thing takes a month to do, although I think that you could probably get it done in less time than that. But let's say it takes a month. That's way different than four months. And I know that there are a lot of hurdles to jump through. And I know that it would have been odd for the NBA to say, we're going to completely do away with the way that we do things to hand out trophies. But I think that everyone, including fans of the NBA, understand that we are at, what where we're at is unprecedented. And that means that unprecedented solutions would have been warranted. 
I think all of us accept it. I think if you tell an NBA fan tomorrow that we're switching this up and we're going to go tournament style, we're all in on it. We're all in on watching first-round matchups with teams like the Bulls and the Knicks. We're in on it to see if in a one-game sample they can advance. Now, ideally, your best teams are still going to play. At the end, you're probably still going to have your best teams play in a series. But the chaos factor of it would have been fun. And now, when I see all of the reporters that are going down there be in the bubble, and I see how hard they have to work to maintain the bubble, and you're already starting to see stuff. You're already seeing guys shotgunning beers. I'm not saying that alcohol should be outlawed, but it seems like if you've got a lot of alcohol, it can lead to some really terrible decisions. You've already seen... Instagram models saying that they've been offered opportunities to come in the bubble. I don't know if they're telling the truth. But would you really be surprised if they were? And this way, you can get everything done and get everyone the hell out of Orlando faster if you did this, if you use this model. It's crazy. I know. Like, who would have thought? It's just like you know the the NFL taking from the XFL and the AAF. I heard an announcer say during the game I was watching yesterday that they should use the Elam ending and and use that for regular season overtime games. I don't think it's a terrible idea. So I just felt that it was worth noting that unless there's some sort of disaster between now and the championship game tonight, they're going to have a successful tournament that played 23 games in it. Without and, and if you look at the testing that's happened in the TBT, their testing level, according to them, they have a, an infection rate of zero which means that everyone's done a good job of being there and deciding that they they want to try and keep everyone safe. That's crazy to me. They've had this thing now for 10 days. They've played all these games, and they're going to crown a champion, and that champion's going to win a million dollars that they're going to split up between everyone who's on the team. My hat's off to them. And I don't I haven't looked at the ratings for it yet. You know what? Let me take a look. Let me see if Sports TV ratings has anything on it. Yeah, I can't find any of the ratings numbers on the TBT. But I'd be if you did this for the NBA with all the household names, I'd be shocked if they didn't do a huge number. To be able to get all of this done, to only have to have people on campus for 11, 12 days, and to crown a champion, to start your your endeavor and to finish your endeavor is huge. And I wish that, that the NBA would have taken note. I don't think that people inside the thought bubble, not the actual bubble, 
of the NBA would have minded as long as they would have gotten something. And I think the atmosphere that it could have created, the amount of programming that it could have created would have been huge. My concern with the NBA now is not that they're going to start the season. They're going to start the season. Like, that's happening. There's nothing that short of a a tremendous disaster in the bubble, they're going to start the season. My question is, are they going to be able to finish their season? Because they're asking everyone to hang on for a really long time and, and stay disciplined for a really long time. That's the major issue here. I don't even think that it's something that you can put on just NBA players. I think if if you put almost anyone in that situation, even understanding the financial situation that's in front of you, how important it is, how dire the situation is, I think people will slip up. It's too long and you have to be so disciplined to work through it. And even though you're going to have all of these things at your disposal to help you along with it, you're already seeing players complain about their hotel rooms. What's that like in September if they're still there? How how will they feel then about all of this? So, I don't know. I I just feel like the TBT... They deserve a pat on the back, and I I don't have all of the data, and maybe the data that they're putting out there is propaganda. Who knows? But for them to have two weeks where they consistently saw their test number go down and go down all the way to zero to play 23 games in two weeks to now crown a champion tonight, my hat's off to them. And I think it's a, a really it would have been a really good way for the guys who are getting paid the millions of dollars to go about it. And it would have been a hell of a lot of fun. One more thing before I get done with this. I know that I'm telling you about this tournament and I'm telling you about why I like the things that they've done. I will tell you that I am I am very hopeful that the Golden Eagles team loses. Does that make me petty? Yes. I'm going to claim that petty because I look on that roster of guys from the Golden Eagles team and all I see are a bunch of dudes that used to terrorize DePaul. That's all I see. So I'm I'm, I'm kind of hoping that they lose because when you walk away, you walk away with absolutely nothing, which is one of the great things about it. I like watching competition when there's money on the table. There's a million dollars on the line for these two teams. I really, really hope that the Golden Eagles team doesn't win. I feel bad for saying that, and I feel like a bad guy for saying it. But damn it, it's the truth. If you want to know the one team that still I get angry about, like the one team that still brings out fan rage in me, It's the Marquette Golden Eagles. They're the ones. They're the team. They're the ones that bring out the worst in me. So I hope they lose. And and what's uh, Pepper Brooks always say? 
They're not going to get anything, Cotton. That's what I hope happens to them tonight. Thanks for listening.